Hello, everyone. Welcome back to All About America's Team, brought to you by Delahanty Media. The NFL season is right around the corner, and we at All About America's Team are excited to get back into the swing of things. My name's Ray Nickens, joined with Owen DeChico. And this is the show where we talk anything and everything America's Team, the Dallas Cowboys. This show is going to be very, very short and sweet. We're just going to tie up the preseason as best we can before kicking off the regular season with the Tampa Bay Buccaneers on Sunday. We have some exciting news coming up at the end of the show, so stay tuned for that. But let's get right into it. Owen, let's let's start out with the news. What do you got for us? So I think everyone's aware, sadly, Tyron Smith will be out for several months due to a um, he tore his hamstring off the bones, so he'll be out for several months, um, which for any fans that have been um, with the team post-2016, we all remember the Atlanta Falcons game where Claiborne, I believe his number was 97, had like six sacks and tie and was very close to breaking the all game, the all-time sack number for a game. So whenever whenever Tyron goes down, it gives me flashbacks to that moment. Um, Michael Gallup, he was in individual drills this week, which was good. The only two players that were on the injury list were him and Jordan Lewis with a hamstring injury. Both of them, well, Michael Gallup will definitely not play this game, but Jordan Lewis should play, which will be good. You have him in the nickel. Um, for whatever reason, if he doesn't have to play, as of right now on the depth chart, Bland will be number 30, will be the nickel who is Ray's favorite corner on the team. So um, I, I guess he'd love to see him play. And last, but certainly not least, Dallas signed Jason Peters, the 40-year-old left tackle, Super Bowl, All-Pro, Pro Bowl, yada, 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 future Hall of Famer, um, ex-Eagle, Last year, he was with the Bears. He will not be ready for a few weeks because he's not in football shape. But once he is in football shape, um, based off of how Tyler plays in the first week or so, we could either see Tyler move to left guard or Tyler be the permanent left tackle and Jason just be a swing tackle for the year and Jason was really cool about it. He was saying that all he wants to do is help. And from what people have been saying, he's been helping out Tyler Smith and Terrence Steele, which is good because Terrence, not all that long ago, was regarded as the worst offensive lineman in all of football. So it's good that he's able to pick the brain of a all time legendary offensive lineman. But Besides that, I think that's all that I had for news. Then you have your fair share of nonsense quotes from the Joneses. But besides that, I think um, I think that's about everything. Ray, any comments? Yeah, um, I think that the Jason Peters signing was necessary. I would have liked it to be a, a little bit of a younger player who is a, who can help us at left tackle right now. Uh, unfortunately, with the front office of the Dallas Cowboys and the GM and owner, Mr. Jerry Jones, you don't quite get exactly what you want all the time. We got lucky um, acquiring 
Anthony Barr. That was a side for sore eyes, but I'll take whatever I can get. Um, just we're we're in for a rough one, I think, because Tyler Smith, while he was he was a left tackle in college, he did lead the NCAA in penalties last year at left tackle. He's been working at left guard all of camp, and now he's going to be starting week one against the Tampa Bay Buccaneers at left tackle. So we'll see exactly how well his game translates to the NFL. Um, I don't think it's going to be much of an issue for him to pick back up at his his fluent position that he's been playing his entire life. However, it's going to be a very interesting to see if he, if Owen said or like Owen said how well he does. Um, if you know if he's getting beat or if he's just getting called for flags. So I hope he does well. Week one, it's going to be a tough test. I mean, Tom Brady's. We've been talking a lot about, or the media has been talking a lot about how difficult Tom Brady's about to get, or have how much difficulty Tom Brady is about to have with his interior offensive line being banged up. But he still has two a left tackle and a right tackle that are considered top ten at their position um, playing. And the Dow and Dak Prescott has an unproven rookie guarding his blind side right now. So we'll see exactly how this game pans out, who is going to be on their back more. I assume it will be Dak Prescott because Tom Brady has the ball out of his hands before I can take a sip of my water pretty much. So, um, but we'll see how the game pans out. I'm excited either way. I hope that Tyler Smith can do a competent job until Jason Peters gets back. I'd much even with his old age, I'd rather see someone experienced at the position playing than a rookie who's been practicing at left guard all of training camp. So um, hopefully he gets some good experience, like Jerry said. So the Harvard degree, I believe, is what he what he called it. Gets that Harvard degree in the first two or three weeks, then move back to left guard and have Jason Peters play until Tyron Smith can get back. But that's all I really have for as of as of the news. It'll it'll be weird to see because there are several different scenarios that could play out. You could have you could have Tyler not play all that well, then him move back to left guard, and then um Ty and then um Jason play left tackle. Then when Tyron plays, Tyron plays left tackle, and then Jason kicks out to right tackle. So there's a bunch of stuff that could happen, and it'll obviously Jason won't be a part of this team for. I'd assume past this season, unless he decides to want to play again. Um, but it'll be interesting to see because they could, uh, if if they can have a healthy Tyron, a healthy Jason, and then um, Terrence Steele, the offensive line depth becomes a lot better. Yeah, so. and I mean, I I do have one more thing to say that just came to mind, and mm-hmm. it's one of those negativity things that. I, I have to I have to say when it comes up, but I mean this just goes to show how incompetent the front office sometimes is. I mean Jerry, I mean the I mean Ty, Tyron Smith has been hurt more than he's been on the field the last three or four seasons, and we drafted a player who wasn't ready to replace him, and we put him at and we were planning to play him at left guard, expecting Tyron Smith to somehow make it full through the entirety of the season. And then all of a sudden he's hurt once again until at at the earliest and most hopeful December. And we're having to go out into the free agency and pick up a 40-year-old lineman to replace him because our 
our left, our draft, our rookie that we drafted to ultimately play left tackle isn't really ready. But and then we ultimately have to start him, and to because the 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 free agent is out of shape. So just just another thing that really bothers me about the Cowboys. Sometimes I mean it's not really going to hurt them that much considering. I don't think the Cowboys were going to have much success against the Bucks anyway. I still think they're going to be around four and three after seven games with the easy games coming up. Still think they're going to win the division, but we'll kind of get into all that stuff a little bit later on the show. Let's kind of get into preseason. Yeah. So I, I one, one thing, one, one thing before you say that I do think that, that Tyler was, he is ready. Um, he, he, a lot of teams had a first rain, a first round, great on him and he would have gone in the first round if Dallas didn't take him um so it'll I, I do think that that he is ready to he's ready to play but him not playing left tackle at all in camp is definitely some definitely a head scratcher he played there in mini camp and rookie mini camp but I don't think I could be wrong but Tyron's he's usually hurt every year but he's usually not hurt until the season starts I think this is the first year or one of the first years where he hasn't suited up for week one um but yeah you're you're exactly right Dallas they do not really they drop the ball very often with their free agent signings um but I do think that the only other tackles that you really could have gotten was um Eric's, I forgot his last name, that was a part of the Chiefs a few years ago. Or you could have gotten Whitworth, who was older than Jason Peters and whose family wanted no part of him playing football. Or you could have gotten Jason Peters, who's from Dallas, who's from Texas, which is probably the safest out of all of them. So I definitely get what you're saying, but I don't I don't really think that they're that they even if they wanted to go elsewhere, the best they could have gotten was a like the guy from the the Jets who wasn't all that great, um, and even when there were reports of, of them getting him, none of them were positive for Dallas. So. Yeah, I mean, I mean the free, I mean they they did what they did in free agency. I'm more confused on the sense of, you know, your your rookie playing the position that he was not supposed to replace in camp. And then all of a sudden he's playing the position that he was supposed to replace after playing left guard, the entirety of camp. It's just one of those things where I know it's difficult for, to try and teach a player to play a position, but then also running him out at left tackle. I totally understand, you know, the, the complexity of trying to learn a new position while also playing your current position. But I mean, when you have Tyron Smith, who's, who's basically been out, I believe at the least, at the least six games in the last four seasons, six games each of the four seasons. Um, you're they should be at this point expecting him to miss games, and unless you were planning on starting Terrence Steele at left tackle, then Tyler Smith should have been getting reps at the left tackle position, if not in preseason games, just a couple reps here and there in training camp. Yeah, well, I, what they were doing was that they were having McGovern play left guard. It was it was a very poorly played out situation, but what they were doing, they were having Josh Ball play left tackle and then McGovern play left guard because they knew that Tyron would get hurt. So they wanted McGovern to play left guard, but they didn't let Tyron or they didn't they didn't let Tyler play left tackle. So it was 
it was a very weird they went about it really bad and even Jerry's mentioned that he knows that Dallas plays exponentially better when Ty- when Tyron's out there, but they're not really. As he always says, he takes chances and he's a gambler, but when those chances and those gambles are going to affect a quarterback that you pay a lot of money and a lot of people don't think he's worth that, regardless of whether you think that or not, um, he's still getting paid a lot of money and you really don't want to see him not play if he were to get hurt or anything were to happen. You really don't want to see that because that would mean that in the last three years, he's only played one full season. Yeah, and so, you don't, and, and, and I don't care. And I don't care who your quarterback is. If he's getting paid $30 million or forty or $40 billion, you don't want to see him getting on getting put on the ground. So yeah, of course. It's, it's, always, it's always good to have him protected. But let's, let's, let's uh, graduate from the – the 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 news and kind of transition into the preseason everyone's favorite part of the of the nfl um calendar just kidding but yeah uh cowboys wrapped wrapped it up um we're just going to give our thoughts on the preseason share winners and losers from camp uh talk a little bit about the the uh, 52 man roster uh, my my screen my background is a little bit of a sneak peek on what i'm going to say <laughs> And then just kind of wrap up and Ty Owen's going to share a little bit about the, the second round pick, Mr. Sam Williams and how he did versus uh, Mr. Mr. Cross in Seattle. So let's just kind of start with our winners and losers. Owen, I will let you kick it off. And I'll how nice of you. All right. Oh, so I have a decent amount of both. Um, I'm looking forward to your reaction on some of these. So obviously the biggest winner was Turpin. Next, I have Hendershot, the next Witten. Um, oh, after boy. that, Dayron Bland. <laughs> uh, Cox, I thought. Bell, the safety. Tristan Hill, Tyler. And then I put practice squad just because they were able to retain a lot of the guys that they wanted, which is something that they are usually able to do. And then for, did you want to do... And I'll say losers as well. Um, losers, Kelvin Joseph, Josh Ball, Ridgeway, the rookie from Arkansas, Nashawn Wright, and then Tolbert just because of the mental errors. Yeah. Um, overall, I I honestly, based on how you started with, I'm, I'm curious to see your reaction. It wasn't as bad as I expected. Um, <laughs> Mr. Ferguson, the next Witten, I, it, I just don't understand. The dude had his helmet taken off while he was getting tackled and did not run an additional yard. Um, he, the only thing that he was, was pretty was energetic after off. the fact. Well, um, I'm glad he was, I'm glad he was fired up. I mean, with Dalton Knox getting the contract, I was seeing some jokes about how the cow the Dalton Schultz is about to be somewhere elsewhere. So maybe James Ferguson will be the next starter at tight end next year, but who knows? Definitely. I mean, I do think, do think that Ferguson did have a good camp. He was getting a lot of receptions. Um, I, whenever I was kind of, while well, I had the, the first preseason game, I was, I did watch a lot more closely than the others, but I had both all three of them on and it did look like Fer- Ferguson was catching a lot of t- passes um, which was nice because it means that either he was getting open or he was just, you know, being really emphasized in the offense. So that was good. But 
next Witten? I don't think so. But um, I think I do think Turpin was definitely the biggest winner from camp with the two punt returns. Definitely asserted himself into the offense. I do expect him to make a make a splash. I drafted him on a, on a fantasy team, um, mainly as a joke, but also because he could uh, become the wide receiver too because you never know with this football team. Um, yeah, other other winners, definitely Deron Bland. He was my favorite player from preseason. Made a lot of great plays, was very physical, um, played the cornerback position aggressively, all the stuff that I liked. A complete polar opposite to Nashawn Wright, who is also on my loser list. Um, I think that Deron Bland should get a lot of playing time this year. Um, he's going to make mistakes. Obviously, he's a rookie, but I'd rather see him on the field than I would want to see Nation Wright or Kelvin Joseph. Um, Jabril Cox, I do did like to see him back out there healthy. He's going to be featured a lot in the defense, which is nice. I think the Cowboys' linebacking core is is one of the best, um, and it's very and it has a lot of depth. So having Cox out there, Parsons, um, Vander Esch, for what it's worth. I, I think that they're going to be in a good spot at linebacker this year. Um, and then just, I'll go just going to the losers, Calvin Joseph as well for me. Um, Will Greer, for sure. He he kind of he had a decent second half against Seattle, but other than that, he looked. I did not like what I saw. Um, he didn't show me really anything special. Neither did Cooper Rush, but at least Cooper Rush has a win has a regular season win under his belt to where I, I know what I've seen from him in the past and um, and kind of can just kind of rely on that sense of he's won in the National Football League before, so if he needs to come in for our game, um, I trust him to be able to do well. Will Greer, I don't think he, he can win uh, with our roster, even with how talented it is. So him being in the preseason, other than those – two drives where he scored two touchdowns didn't really impress me very much. So I'll have him on my losing list as well. Um, and then honestly, those are my only three. I'm not going to put Tyler Smith on there. Cause other than that first game, he didn't really do anything horribly wrong. Um, I thought he did all right. So he, he, he wasn't had one false start in the last two games. So besides the first game, he only had one false start. Yeah, so, I mean, he wasn't a winner of camp because he didn't do anything super impressive, but he wasn't a loser, which is good. And, I mean, from your offensive lineman, that's kind of what you want. You don't want them to be flashy, but you don't want them to make mistakes. Uh, just kind of do their job, and everything takes care of itself. But uh, definitely – and then also kicker, I guess, I guess like, just basically the whole special – other than Turpin, special teams, I think, was, a, was an L this preseason. We're back with Brett Maher as our kicker. Um, Angler is he's he's um, graduated from the special teams. He's on another team by himself, so he he's on the he's on one team, and then the special teams is just on the other. Uh, no, none of our kickers that we either signed that we picked up um, did well. We had to settle with Brett Maher once again as our kicker, so we're back to him after a couple years with Greg Zerline, but. Overall, I think preseason was good. I saw some good from the defense committing five turnovers, I believe it was, against Seattle. So that was good to see that their the turnover bug has not left the building. Um, we'll see how it translates to week one, but that's just kind of – that's my thoughts on the winners and losers of preseason. So do you want to just kind of go straight into 
uh, roster, or do you have the you have any uh, final thoughts? No, uh, the only um, yeah, the only other player I forgot to um, mention was Israel Mukwaram. He was really good in the uh, last preseason game, and um, it was good to see him play both safety and cornerback in camp. So that's all I had to yeah. say on the rest of it. Yeah, I think he's right. another guy that I'd like to see have some playing time this year as well. But yeah, so um, out of everyone that was cut, who were you? Who did out of all the people that were cut, which which person that was cut hurt the most? Hurt me the most <laughs> as a person. Um, well, it's obviously the man, the man behind me, Mister Benjamin Danucci. Uh, I I started it's been a roller coaster for me as a Ben Denucci follower. I mean when he was drafted, I remember sending Owen a lot of videos of his his accuracy, his mobility, his 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 inefficient but efficient sidearm release. Um I thought he was gonna be a, a very great addition. And then seeing him against the Philadelphia Eagles was just a disaster. Um, I'm not going to put that all, make it all his fault. I think he was mismanaged, but it was definitely a terrible showing. And then just the, not this preseason, preseason, but the preseason prior where he just looked absolutely terrible was throwing dumb interceptions, just not looking good. I, at that point I was just like, get him off my, get him out of my side and off my team. Um, but this preseason, he did he did show a lot of strides. He definitely looked – I tweeted about this on the page. He looked like the best backup quarterback the Cowboys had. He was the most efficient, did not turn the ball over. Um, and he just – he. I, I wish he would have gotten a lot more playing time. Um, that last game, I don't know why Will Greer started. I think it should have been Danucci quarter one through quarter four, see what he could do, and then make a decision based off that because I definitely – believe that he if he if not deserved the backup job at least deserved the spot as a third QB I know some teams do carry three teams um the Cowboys have done it in the past but I mean I do think he deserved a roster spot based on his performance I don't think he was played enough and I mean if you're trying to I mean they 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 I guess used a draft pick on him so at least give him a shot for a full game to at least earn his draft position. And I don't think that the Cowboys really gave him that opportunity in the preseason to do that. But it is what it is. He's still on the practice. He's not on the practice squad, but no, no, team, no team has – out there. Yeah, he's out there. No team has claimed him. Maybe he'll be back. Maybe he won't. But if it is the end of the Ben DiNucci Dallas Cowboys era, it was a pleasure watching you this preseason. Um, but yeah, it, it hurt me very much. It definitely did. Um, the only other person that I thought I guess was kind of sad to see was TJ Vasher, but I knew that just because of that one play, but he's just, just so slow. Um, so I think that's definitely a big reason why, because besides that one play where he, um, where he mossed Kelvin, didn't really hear much from him, but before we wrap up, I'd like to get this set in stone locked in. I'm going to go one by one every game and we're going to, it's set in stone. Now, obviously if you think the Rams are going to beat the Cowboys and then when they go up, you could change, but 
I'd like to, at the end of the season, cross-reference to see how... The only way the Rams will beat the Cowboys is if Matthew Stafford is not playing. You mean Cowboys beat the Rams? Yes, yes. Okay. Yes. Cowboys, Bucks. who do you have and why? Can I write it down as well? Of course. The more the merrier. All right. I assume you're getting... I already know the answer to this one, but what do you think it's going to be? I think that the – I'm just saying W's and L's, not scores. We'll yep. save scores for the actual show. Yep. Um, gosh, I need to pen that functions. Uh, <laughs> I say the Bucks because okay. as much as I love the Dallas Cowboys, I'm going to take the greatest quarterback ever over any quarterback in Dallas. It's a good point. Bengals? Uh, Joe Burrow. Okay. Um, Giants. Um, as much as I would love to be a troll and say Daniel <laughs> Jones, I'm going to take Dallas because okay. Dallas is better at quarterback and better at receiver and better at really basically every position. Okay. Commanders. Um, this, is, this is an interesting one. I think the Cowboys will win. Um, I do think it will be closer than people think, though. Okay. Rams. Um, the Rams are going to beat the Cowboys. Eagles. Um, I'm going to take the Cowboys in the first matchup. Okay. Lions. Um, Cowboys by double digits. Bears. Cowboys again. Packers. Um, I'm going to take, is this off a buy? I believe so. Yes. I'm going to take the Packers because I think that the Packers, while they, they're, they have some receiver issues, but it is a little bit later on in the year. They're going to have it a little bit more figured out at that point. I'll take the reigning MVP. The Vikings. I'm going to take the Vikings. Um, I think the, the the Vikings they have a better their I think their coaching staff changing is going to help the offense as well as the defense. I I think that Kirk Cousins could have his greatest year in the NFL as a quarterback. Um, their their offense is very loaded and and like and super explosive. So look out for the Vikings. I think they could win their division. Yeah, me too. Giants. Uh, w. Colts. Um, L Matt Ryan. If if you followed us a little bit the last couple of podcast episodes, I'm very high on the Colts this year with the quarterback change. Um, I think they they're poised to make a playoff run. I'm going to take them against the Cowboys. Okay, Texans. Um, the Cowboys will win the Texas showdown. Jags. The the Cowboys are going to beat Trevor Lawrence, unfortunately for the Surfers in Jacksonville. <laughs> You said the Eagles are going to split, so lost. Titans? Um, the Cowboys are going to beat the Titans because the Titans do not have a wide receiver, don't have a okay. have a receiving game. Command, uh, Yeah, Commanders. Um, Cowboys will win that game. Okay, so you have one, two, three. You have nine wins, I think. 
Only nine? I I wrote I wrote sloppy, so um I have I have oh, Cowboys 10. going five and one in the division. Okay. And beating the Texans, Titans, Jaguars, and Lions. So ten and eight, ten and nine, ten and seven. Sorry. Yeah. Yeah. So I have them going eleven and six, but I think it's more realistic that they go nine and eight. Um, eleven and six, just so that I don't. Um, the the usual Dallas depression doesn't hit so early. I think they're gonna beat the Bucks, lose to the Bengals, beat the Giants, beat the Commanders. Lose to the Rams, lose to the Eagles, beat the Lions, beat the Bears, lose to the Packers, beat the Vikings, beat the Giants, lose to the Colts, beat the Texans, beat the Jags. I think the Eagles game to toss up. I have them beating the Eagles, but I could definitely see them getting swept, beating the Titans, and then losing to the, to the losing to the Commanders. So I realistically, I realistically, realistically think they're going to go nine and eight. But I could see eleven and six. I do not think they're going to make the playoffs. Um, so that's. But you just said they were going eleven new. and six. Yeah, but eleven and six. But I also have the 49ers making it to the Super Bowl. I don't think that the Rams are going to be worse than eleven and six. They could be. De- they could definitely be better. You also have there. So there are three wild. There are three wild card spots, right? Whole, yeah. Um, so, so as of right now, your playoff teams are 49ers, Rams. Uh, no, do you I have, have the Cardinals as a playoff team? Because they're not going to have Hopkins for the. No, first I don't. Um, I have. Okay, so both the, the Cardinals, the, they, were, they were in the playoffs last year. Do you have the Packers? Yeah, Packers and Vikings. Okay, so Vikings replace um, Cardinals. So that is one, two, three, four, five playoff teams. Yeah. You there's two spots up for grabs at that point. You're gonna have Eagles, um, I assume, because Eagles win the division. Yeah, the Eagles, and, and then, then who's your dark um, horse after that? I have it either between the Saints or Dallas, but I'll go Saints. Okay, so you think Dallas at eleven and six are going to? No, miss I, I, I was. I think I think they're going to go more nine and eight. I just put eleven and I, I, I would just because there are two games that honestly, depending on how, there are two. Well, you have games. to. Well, you have to lock it in though. This is locked. So I, I, I will, ha- I will have them go eleven and six, but I do not think and, that they will make the playoffs with that record. I think the Saints, just based off of their team and how they looked with Jameis and with, with Jameis Winston, could be better. Okay, so you have Saints going twelve and five and beating out the Cowboys at in the postseason. Sure, I also so think that Dallas. So basically, so I guess Eagles go twelve and five and win the division they, by a game. They, they could definitely do well. They could definitely. I think they could definitely win more than twelve games, but just but sure, just for, just for the and then the say of things. Vikings, Vikings beat the Cowboys head to head. Unless you have, the I have the Vikings. The I have the Cowboys beating the Vikings. But I think the but I think the Vikings are going to win the uh, division. 
Okay. So I have so the Packers the beating Packers Dallas. will beat the Cow. Okay. Um, Vikings win the division. Packers get in based on head to head. Bucks win their division. Rams win their division. 49ers get in because the 49ers are going to be a lot of wins anyway. Yeah. All right. So, well, that is I have mine. the Cowboys winning the division at 11 and the Eagles making the playoffs at 10 and 7. Not, I'm sorry, the Cowboys winning the division at 10 and 7, and the Eagles on getting in at the seventh spot at 9 and 8. Um, and I have uh, Cardinals missing the playoffs, and I think the Vikings make the playoffs, and the Packers don't, and the Saints make mm. it. Because I think the Packers, they lost Devontae Adams. They really don't have a receiving presence, um, and I don't believe they can run the football to victory. So yeah, as much as, as great as Aaron Rodgers is, he needs t- talent, and he does not have very much talent at the moment at wide receiver. So yeah. that is that is that on the matter. But I mean, I mean, knowing Aaron Rodgers, he'll prove me wrong and he'll win the MVP again, but then <laughs> lose in the playoffs again. So um, I won't, I won't, I will be right at the end. Just not. And then for actually. for me, we talked about this a few episodes ago, but I believe what I said for my Super Bowl matchup was Chargers 49ers with the Chargers winning. Um, I'm going to stick by that. I think the Chargers have the best um, top to bottom um, lineup. And I think on the, I think they had the best top to bottom um, lineup in the, in the AFC. Then I think the top, the best top to bottom in the NFC is the Eagles, but their quarterback holds them down. So they can get, they can get that figured out. Because the Buccaneers, their offensive line isn't all that great now with injuries. Tristan Wirfs is in, is uh, was is questionable to play. He was limited today in practice. The Rams, with their quarterback having tendonitis, they also lost Von Miller and and they got Bobby Wagner, but, but lost they Von Miller. With Bobby Wagner, and they, they also played two different positions because they and they added Allen Bobby. Robinson. Yeah, well, Allen Robinson replaces um. Odell. Well, so, who knows? Odell um, might come back. Yeah, that is true. In but, which case, nobody um, will be able to cover the Rams. They will nobody be can cover the Rams now. Well, they will be uncoverable if, if they're lining up Cooper Cup, Allen Robinson, and Odell on the on the field together. They will be uncoverable. True. But my the only Super issue is their running game. My Super Bowl prediction is the Rams to repeat. I believe Matthew Stafford, when he says his, his elbow is not going to be an issue, he participated in a full workload this last week of, of, of practice. Um, they, he's gonna, they're going to monitor his, in, his, his issue throughout the season. And much like when Romo was taking you know Monday or Tuesday off every week for rest purposes, I expect Stafford to do the same. All the older quarter, veteran quarterbacks will have days off for rest. Um, he'll use that day to rehab and and get it get a massage done or therapy or whatever to to get it right. And they're gonna and I trust the Rams to be able to manage that well throughout the year. And I, I see no drop off in his arm strength or his accuracy. 
And with Cooper Cup and Allen Robinson there, and I think that their run game is going to be just fine. I think they're going to repeat. They're going to make it back to the championship just because their team is the most soundly built at every position, and they have the quarterback who's proven he can win. Um, and as for the AFC, uh, I think I think while the the Bengals did make a nice run run, they brought a lot of people back. They re they revamped their offensive line. I think they will make the playoffs and make a run. But I have them losing to the Indianapolis Colts in the divisional round and the Colts being the, the being the shocking AFC championship team. And they will unfortunately lose to, unfortunately, the Bills. And I have the Josh Allen Bills making it to the Super Bowl because Patrick Mahomes no longer has Tyreek Hill. Interesting. But don't right. be but but the Miami Dolphins will be a playoff team. So don't you worry. Um but yeah, wow. so I, I am locking in Rams Bills. So the Thursday night meeting will be the Super Bowl night meeting. Okay. Unless the Bills find a way to blow the their <laughs> game in the and twice in the last minute of of fourth quarter and overtime. Well, that I'm glad that we we uh we got that, and it'll be interesting to see week by week to see what happens. Um, but yeah, I I um I def I agree with a lot of what you said. The Colts, I'm not so sure about all that because at the end of the day, Jonathan that's why, Taylor. That's why they are the dark horse. You're not supposed true. to agree with me. You're this just supposed to accept it. <laughs> but um. I guess just a tidbit before um, before we we call it. Um, if the Dallas does not make the playoffs, a lot of earth-shattering things will happen. Zeke will get cut because this is his opt-out year. Dallas, regardless of how bad they are with contracts, they add in these escape years, and this is his escape year, and the end of next year is Dak escapes year. So all of for all of you people that don't like Dak or wish they had someone else, all you have to do is wait two more years. Um, Sean Payton will probably be the next head coach or Dan Quinn. Um, and you could foresee lots of changes. So it'll be an interesting season because we could see a very different team than we see right now. But... Right. um. Yeah, I I have it set in stone too. So, can you see that? Probably not. Nope. I I wrote down if Dallas misses the playoffs, buy Mike and buy Zeke. Yeah, I, I just think that Zeke's contract will be will be too much. Um, but if for for whatever re- for let's say if they do make the playoffs, they probably have to win a game or two to keep the thing together. Correct. Um, if they if they lose in the wild card round again, they will be gutted. Yeah, or which, not gutted. They will be gutted in the in the coaching staff and the running back position. Because but the, the last time that Dallas really truly gutted was the 2017 offseason when they got rid of their whole secondary. And me mm. personally, I was extremely confused. Mm. But then they drafted Awuzier, who sadly hit his peak once they cut him which it's amazing how that happens with the cat oh, with cowboys bums 
they become yeah. they become they become serviceable they become serviceable while they were while they were not serviceable here but yeah i do think that we should kick or end off this episode with the pos- on a positive note oh yeah and we have some very exciting news that i will allow owen to share because he is the man be- who set this up and got this done so, Owen, why don't you sh- um, share with the audience um, our breaking news for for the day? For all y'all that do not follow the Twitter, um, first of all, follow it. America's team, capital P, capital C. I, in my several year or several months, year year and a half before the podcast, I um, would interact with several. Um, I guess you could say semi-popular in Cowboys Nation Twitter's um, people. And I reached out to uh, someone that I've interacted with probably the most out of anyone that I've interacted with. And for the first time in All About America's team history, we have a special guest coming on this Friday. So exciting. If anybody wants to go uh, go just get get a brief um glimpse of who we will be adding you care who we will be um having on the show for this friday you can look them up on twitter at capital p capital d i d d y 8043 um he just to get kind of what takes he has before you listen um yeah but ray and i this has been something we've been wanting to do for weeks and months now um, so both of us are very excited and yeah, it's exciting. It'll yeah. be good to be good to get someone else's point of view. Yeah. Get it, add a little bit of spice to the, <laughs> to the, to the recipe, but yeah, likewise to what Owen said, we're, we're both excited. Um, we want, we, we want this, this show or this upcoming show to be a springboard into the, I guess next chapter of this podcast, uh, the the first week or the first year or season, we want it. We kind of view it as a dress rehearsal season. We want to try and do a little bit more this upcoming season, and this is a great way to you know transition into that phase. But just to kind of give y'all a sneak peek of what we'll, we'll be discussing, uh, it'll be Cowboys Bucks Week One, it's the Sunday Night Football matchup, the kickoff to the Dallas Cowboys season, and hopefully our our fame and not our misery, but we're, we're excited either way to um, have, have them on, on Friday. Uh, we'll, we'll be recording in the, uh, in the, in the afternoon. So stay tuned for the exact time for that, but we'll just be kind of breaking down the Cowboys bucks and then also getting his thoughts on the upcoming Cowboys schedule. But that's kind of all that we have. We'll also be back to posting twice a week, which is exciting. Right. Yeah, we'll be we'll be posting a pregame show as well as a postgame show. So um, you'll get our thoughts before the game and also our thoughts after the game, win or lose. And, and, it's, and it'll be entertaining either way. We we may get um eight there's um six to eight new sunglass episodes. So mm. that'll be exciting. Mm. Positive vibes. Sunglasses positive vibes. of, of positive shame. Vibes. Positive vibes. But hey, I I only said six to eight. <laughs> yeah. Um, 
Thanks to everyone for listening. Yeah, like Owen said, follow the Twitter, America's Team, capital P, capital C. Um, Follow the TikTok. Not sure what that is. Of course, of course. But the the TikTok will, as much as... Yeah, as much as I am not a fan of, of TikTok, I, I view it as a tool. And clips will be coming. They are all this, tools. This season, this season um, our best clips will be on TikTok. So so be ready for that. Owen, what's the twi- the TikTok handle? Uh, and it's all about America's team. Um, fire. Good to hear. Good and, to hear. And any hot takes that Ray decides to, to say, which are – I'm sure, depending on how the season goes, maybe maybe plentiful. They they will most likely get put on there, uh, just just to because everyone everyone deserves to hear Ray's takes. I think and, and that who knows they could be Ray, right. They 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 usually are. I've learned that even though as much as I hate them, they're normally right. Yeah, well, unfortunately, my Ben DiNucci take was wrong. <laughs> I will have to go to my grave knowing that I, I was wrong about Mr. Ben DiNucci. Well, who the good knows? News what... is, the good news, Arch Manning is on the way. Oh, yeah. <laughs> the high school phenomenon. The phen- Beating teams hey, that are 2-11. and 11. Hey, Arch Manning, Peyton Manning Super Bowl, Eli Manning Super Bowl. It's only – it's I have the odds on my side. Hmm. But yes. yeah, enough, enough enough of this nonsense. Um, <laughs> we, right. yeah, follow the Twitter, follow the TikTok. Stay tuned for Friday. We'll let you know on the details of when we'll be going live with Mr. P. Diddy. Um, and we're, we're excited for that and excited for the season. But um, we'll, we'll see you later. Thanks for watching and have a great rest of the week. We'll see you on Friday. Go Cowboys. Go Cowboys.